Join Jeanette as she educates owners how to continue empowering their puppies to ensure they become balanced and fulfilled dogs. All right, let's start our topic today. We are going to talk about how to appropriately greet a dog. Unfortunately, we communicate with them in so many different ways, like they are a human, through their human species. They are not, they're canines. So let's talk about what is appropriate to them, what makes sense to them, what makes them feel safe when you approach. And we're going to show you and, and talk about all the different ways many of you do. Be honest with yourself, you did or you do greet a new dog this way. So here we go. Joyce says, I lost audio. I hope I'm still on. Number one, do not greet a new dog by leaning over and shoving your hands in their face. Now I use shove and I know that's kind of a strong verb, a strong word, but that's literally what we do, right? You just walk right up to them, you lean over, you start touching them. So let's not do that. No more. No more just walking up to a dog and touching them. First and foremost, if it's not your dog, you should always, always ask, can I pet your dog? There are dogs that absolutely don't want people they don't know coming into their bubble. So first and foremost, let's respect the dog. You should always ask, can I pet your dog? Secondly, if the dog's in training, you know, the handler, the owner may say, yes, absolutely, but let me get him in a sit stay so we're not rewarding any kind of excitement. So, you know, just be very, very respectful of the dog and, you know, the owner, handler, trainer on the other side. So number one, don't just lean on over and start grabbing the dog. I know these seem really, really simple and easy, but it's really, really important. I see it happening all the time. And we're going to be traveling later this evening with one of our Healing Hearts giveaways. It's tomorrow at 10 o'clock. So stay tuned tomorrow, 10 o'clock, our time for our Healing Hearts giveaway. Even traveling with a service dog, I cannot believe how many people don't ask and they approach our dogs in this manner. Number two, leaning over and petting the dog on the top of their head. So even leaning into their space and start touching them on the top of the head, right? We see this all the time. First of all, you should never directly go straight at a dog you don't know. That's very, very threatening to a dog. It's impolite to approach them straight on and then just start touching them on the top of their head. It can be very uncomfortable. Now, dogs that have been trained as therapy dogs or even so many of our service dogs and so they've been trained to accept that kind of handling, then it's okay. But do you see like, this is why it's so important when we have therapy dogs out working or when you come to me and say, I want a therapy dog. I need to look for a dog that not only tolerates handling, but enjoys it. And it enjoys improper handling such as this, you know, they're not phased by it. So all these important things we look for when placing a dog so that they are honored. All right, number three, here we go. <laughs> Grab their face, <laughs> grab their face and plant one on them. I know some of you can't help it. You just grab their face and you're kissing on this dog you don't know. That is so absolutely inappropriate and rude and very uncomfortable for a dog that does not know you. And with that caveat, make sure your children aren't doing the same thing. It's so hard for a toddler. They see a dog and they get so excited and they run up on them and fall on them and they're hugging them and they're kissing them and they're pulling on their fur. Please again, make sure it is a safe dog, a neutral dog, a dog.
dog that you trust as well. So please be very careful with your children approaching a new dog. A lot of kids get bit and it's the way they approached and it's not a bad dog, but the greeting, the approaching was in every single way, straight on, grabbing, kissing, really inappropriate, made the dog very uncomfortable, so uncomfortable. They felt like they had to stand up for themselves. And every dog is different. Some feel like they have to stand up for themselves more than others. Some are more laid back. All right, squeal. And I'm saying like, we don't even have to necessarily say squeal in delight, but let's be real. You'll all be baby talking as soon as you see a dog. And for some dogs, that can be really inappropriate. They're like, wait, what's going on? Why all this pressure, this human, what's going on? They don't realize that it's, you know, because they're cute or they're a puppy or whatever. You're so happy to see a dog. So please be cognizant of your, oh my gosh, it's a dog. Can I pet your dog? Kind of stuff when you're approaching a new dog. Just think about if that was you and someone approached you in that manner. You think about a lot of these, if someone approached you in this manner, how uncomfortable you would feel. I can just see it now. Like we will be walking up to each other and squeal and grab your face and kiss it to a stranger. All right, you get my point, right? Point made. Okay, number, good morning, Tom and Tina. Number five, this one's really, really important and it's tough not to do and I have to catch myself on this one a lot as far as staring. And it's not that I'm staring, but I'm watching the dog. I'm watching, you know, I'm so fascinated by dog language and psychology and I have to be really careful approaching sometimes a new dog. Don't look at them. (laughs) The staring is challenging them, especially staring and facing them front on is really, really inappropriate. And it can make a dog very uncomfortable. And some dogs will respond to that uncomfortableness by being kind of fearful and ducking away and looking away or challenge you back. Neither option we want. So when you go in all like walking straight, you know, at a dog and you're staring at them, everything you're saying is you're not a safe person, like you're a threat. And so we definitely don't want to come off as a threat. So be very careful about how you're approaching and staring at them. So kind of just divert your eyes. And it's always important to approach from the side. Never, ever, ever will you see me approach a new dog straight on staring at him. It's absolutely fascinating to watch two dogs meet. Now that we're talking about this, I want this to be your homework. I want you to watch how two dogs that don't know each other greet each other. They always go in on the side, right? You'll see them. It's just fascinating. So you have the one dog and the other dog will kind of go on at the side and then they end up smelling nose to rear, nose to rear, right? And then think about how humans were staring and we go in and we're grabbing their face right away. So to truly replicate what a dog needs, we're going to just go in on the side. You can bend down. We're going to talk about more too. I have one more naughty thing to do to greet a dog. We're going to bend down and offer our hand to smell first, but watch your staring and your body language that you're giving off to meet a new dog. You don't want to be a threat. You don't want to seem unreliable. You don't want to seem untrustworthy and crazy. (laughs) Let's be real. These dogs be like, you're crazy. Uh, Tom, if you tell me I need to sniff the rear of my dog, I quit. No, not at all. We're going to let the dog smell you though. So we're going to be open to allowing them into our space rather than pushing us into their space. And that's the huge, huge difference. Okay. Last one is hugging. 
for a dog, hugging is very, very inappropriate. And again, when we train and we specifically select a dog that does not mind this improper handling, then it's okay. But for most dogs, having someone they don't know, they don't trust, hug them, they feel very unsafe. You know, it's not only disrespectful, but very, very threatening to them. Like, why are you grabbing a hold of me? You don't see two dogs meeting and them trying to hug each other, right? Like, or hold them down. And when we do see that, when it's not play, it escalates to a fight. So you're putting them in that state of mind of being very, very uncomfortable about what's coming next. You know, they're trying to read you and you're given all the wrong signs, right? Here we go. How to approach a dog. Now we talked about six things. I'm going to sum it up in two different slides here. This is how simple this really can be. Okay. So if you have been given permission to be able to greet a dog, you are going to like, don't say anything. Remember we talked about no squealing, no baby talking, nothing, no touch, no talk, no eye contact, whatever, you know, like, no, don't put any pressure on the dog. It's really incredible to see when you come in so politely and with respect, how different that greeting can be with the new dog. I have been told many times going to evaluate a dog, especially when we were training service dogs or even with my own Hannah when I met her and they said, we've never seen her, you know, feel so comfortable with somebody right away. And it was all in the approach because there was this mutual respect in meeting each other that she never felt pressure or, you know, all the other dogs didn't feel pressure from me. It was very safe. And you can see how that can change the dynamics between you and that dog instantly. So never going from the front. I look elsewhere and I'll go on from the side. I don't go straight in, right? And I will bend down and offer them my hand and let them come to me. Can you see how much more respectful this is than pushing you into their space? I want to start this relationship out, even if it's just for five seconds, meeting someone's dog in a respectful way. So no straight on, don't put any pressure on the dog. We put so much human pressure on our dogs that it's really disheartening, actually. And we wonder why so many are so nutty in meeting new people and doing new things because everything's just not been handled correctly. It's our best intentions. We can't help it, but that's the reality. All right. And then I did talk about offer your hand under their face or even like sometimes there's enough appropriate, polite space. I don't even go into their bubble and I'll let them approach me. And if they don't, then I just get up and simply pretend like they're not there. I never ever force a greeting or any kind of relationship with the dog. I wait till they are ready. And then I'll sit there. So let's say, you know, the dog is six feet from me and I put my hand out and they slowly come in. I'm not looking at them. I am not talking to them. I'm literally squatting down, giving the side of my body to them, offering my hand for them to come up and smell so they can come up over my hand. I'm not being threatening. I'm being respectful. This makes sense to them. They'll come up and I won't say anything still. I will not grab onto them. I will not go over and touch them. I completely sit there and let them smell me and do whatever they need to do. So Tom, here is you don't have to smell them, but you do have to be available to let them smell you. Now for dogs that are around a lot of people, they don't need such a stringent, polite, respectful approach, but I think it's always good to do this and to make sure that you teach your kids, please, this is a respectful way to greet a 
dog. Again, you know, I can't express how important it is that we're communicating correctly, making sure our dogs feel safe, and we're not pushing our own human needs and wants and our own excitement on a dog that may absolutely not feel the same way about us. And if you get rejected, just don't feel bad. It's okay. Like, just know that like I respected this dog enough that they did not want to interact with me. And that's okay, too. You've also showed that dog something very important that humans are respectful and can be trusted and that you won't push yourself into their space. Some dogs have a bigger bubble than others. Some dogs don't want anybody greeting them. And some dogs are like, absolutely, please come in, (laughs) come into my bubble and do whatever you want. Those are the kind of dogs we select for therapy dog work and facility dog work where they're constantly going to have strangers groping, hugging, coming over the top, petting, coming into their space fairly quickly. But we select those dogs specifically for that work because that's what they've told us they are okay with as a young age. And so there you have it. I mean, let's be honest. How many of you do some of these no-nos when greeting a new dog? I'll tell you, my puppies have this on go-home days. People get so excited to meet the puppies and they come in and (laughs) they break all these rules, right? And it's okay because they're puppies and and they're used to it. But just a, a reminder, especially when meeting new dogs, that it's done on their terms, not yours. Too often we're pushing ourselves and the way we communicate and our body language onto them. It's time that we respect and learn their body language and what is important to them and what makes them feel safe. It could truly change so many things. All right, questions, you guys. Here we go. Kiana, I'm sure you'll cover this too, but since we're getting this a lot with having Penny, their service dog, never ever greet or give attention to a service dog. They are working. Yes, we talk a lot about this. If a dog is vested up and with one person, please don't even ask just act like they're not there. And I know it can be hard because it's, I mean, I get fascinated and I just get so excited when I see a dog out working. But girl, let me tell you, you would never even know if I liked dogs, let alone breed them and train them and raise them. I nail this. I just walk on by without even looking at them. No one would even know who I am or what I do and how proud I am to see this dog and this human working. And that's what you need to do too. You have to just buck up, pull your big girl and boy pants on and make sure you treat the dog like they are invisible for two different reasons. One, they are working. And if you're constantly interrupting that and giving them attention, you're actually now when they go out to work in public, the dog is looking at everybody else. Are you going to pet me? Hey, 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 are you going to pet me? They're seeking the attention now rather than being focused on like Grace, who's a type one diabetic. Penny needs to stay focused and air scenting constantly to save this girl's life, to prevent her from getting too low or too high and becoming ill. So absolutely ignoring service dogs is key. Please, I cannot stress enough how important that is. Thank you for the reminder, Kiana. Jennifer says, Enzo and I are in canine good citizen training and calm greetings in the, is his major challenge. All of these types of greetings will send him into puppy play mode. Yeah. And for some, the overexcitable dogs, you are actually telling them to play with the younger dogs. So again, calm greetings. Jennifer, too, at this point, I wouldn't even allow people to approach so that we can start to backtrack a little bit so he doesn't look at everybody like, oh my gosh, I'm going to get pet. Oh my gosh. You know, that's not good either. So, you know, go out and work now and get ready for your canine good citizen and nobody gets to approach our pet. Just let people know, hey, I'm sorry, I'm working. And I think that's the best way to handle that right now. All right. Other questions. 
Very good lesson here. I'm learning a ton. Thank you. Yeah, no problem, Tom. Amy, this is 100% with Zia. Amy has a school facility dog, so her dog is constantly being inappropriately, right? Totally inappropriately greeted by young kids. You see how kids break all of these rules? But again, we specifically selected Zia for this kind of work when she was a puppy. So that is what is important there. Kiana says, it's so hard, especially if they love pets, new people and attention. Yeah. And here's the deal though. If you're going to be out training and working your dog in public, you also now, you're not only focused on your dog, but you need to be focused on other people. Number one, try not to give eye contact because you're just opening up a conversation. But if you do, or you see someone clearly coming towards you, looking at the dog, you're just going to have to stop them and say, I'm so sorry, please don't approach this dog as in training. Thank you so much. It's as simple as that. You have to be the advocate for your dog. People constantly approaching, like Jennifer's dog now, is overly excited to meet new people. He actually should not be allowed to meet new people right now. He has to learn that it doesn't matter who's around him, nobody's going to give him attention so that we can focus and work on self-control and overexcitement when meeting new people. New people ruin our dogs as Jennifer's dealing with. People just come in and they start petting and they start baby talking and the excitement goes out the roof. And then we wonder why we have an overexcitable dog in public. So we need to do the exact opposite. Clearly, we don't have a problem or a fear meeting new people. Enzo's just fine with that. So now we need to work on self-control and focus. No touch, no talk, no eye contact. You're going to have to catch people before they come. Jennifer, say, no, I'm sorry. We are training. Do not let greetings happen right now in this part of training. Uh, and Jennifer also says, also for owners, it's not rude to say, no, I'm sorry. They're in training. Yes, it's so hard, right? Yeah, no, like just memorize it. If you have a hard time telling people no, you know, I just had to memorize it. Oh, I'm so sorry. Of course, I apologize first. That's the way I am. I'm so sorry. But we are in training. This dog cannot visit with you right now. So whatever it is, just be firm be nice and then disconnect eye contact and keep doing what you're doing. Just keep on going. Sometimes you will, you could encounter rude people. You just have to ignore it because you ultimately, your dog relies on you to protect them, to train them, to help them be the best dog possible. And sometimes that means we have to tell other people no, right? I mean, I think that's in anything in life, even to protect ourselves and have correct boundaries, we have to be able to tell people no. That's good. Jennifer asks, another Jennifer, what if you have other dogs that aren't trained and are very excited when people come in? So, you know, that is always, we talk a lot about when do we get a second puppy? You know, I have a lot of clients come back and say, when should I get number two? And I say, are you really happy with number one? If we have any behaviors you're not happy with, and I'm not saying this is necessarily one of them, but I want to bring this up. If your dog is fearful, new people, if your dog barks all the time, if your dog is anxious in the car, you need to understand bringing a puppy in, they're going to naturally, because it's another dog, right? Feed off of your established dog. And so what you have to do is do training separately. Don't put the puppy in the car with your nervous established dog. The puppy's going to be like, ooh, holy heck, what am I missing? Why is this car so dangerous? What's going on? They're going to feed off of that established dog. So you have to do training separately. So it will get to the point that your new puppy loves the car and then something very magical can happen. And this is what I, I truly love is then you bring them both in the car together and the puppy's like, this is the best thing. And guess what? Sometimes that established dog will feed off of the puppy now and be like, oh, maybe it is okay. <laughs> so you use them to help them be better. As far as the excitement of new people coming in, Jennifer, you can control a lot of that. Really, you can put your established dog 
on place in a kennel on a leash so you can control that. You can also do that with the puppy. You can put the puppy on a leash and let people know. I always say when people come in my house, please act like the dog is invisible. Don't acknowledge a dog. Don't touch the dog. Don't look at the dog. I'm trying to train my dogs and I need your help. So please act like they're completely invisible. And then, and only then, when the dogs are in a calm state of mind, they're laying down by your feet, then they can be petted. So we're rewarding a calm state of mind and not this excited state of mind that then increases the reactivity. You know, I don't want a lot of reactivity either way, negative or positive, you know, trying to keep our dogs in a natural, healthy, balanced state of mind is always, always key. So a lot of that will come on you too, Jennifer, and training the people that come over. Like, please pretend my dog's invisible. And even if they keep coming up to you or try to jump on you, please absolutely pretend like that's not happening. <laughs> don't acknowledge them, don't touch them, don't talk them. But a great way to handle your established dog is put them on a leash and help control that behavior or the puppy. All right, any other questions? Question. Yeah, of course. You're very welcome about this topic. It seems so simple, right? Like to greet or meet a new dog. And it's so important to really make sure that we're communicating correctly with our dogs to continue to show them that humans are safe. You know, we are and we can be respected, but we can't earn that when we're not listening to them, when we're not respecting them, when we are not honoring them, when we don't know what they truly need, you know, dog behavior and psychology and, you know, what feels safe to them. And that's what I'm here for is to truly be able to help you communicate with your dog so that you can have that kind of relationship with your dog that we all truly want, that life-changing relationship, that innate, we don't even have to talk, we know each other kind of relationship, something that is just so innate and pure. Those dogs that just settle right in your soul and you can't imagine living life without them. A lot of that has to do with respect, right? Kim says, I have MS. I'm looking into a service dog to join me. Would appreciate any help for information. Yeah, Kim, why don't you email us at number four, the letter E, 40 kennels at gmail.com. And we can start the conversation of what kind of service dog. Is it realistic? Do we produce those kind of service dogs? All of that fun conversation, but we are here. So go ahead and drop us an email and we'll start conversing. Kiana says, Michaela also taught us in public to say, leave it really loud. That way the dog leaves the person approaching, but also the person thinks you just told him to leave it too. <laughs> yeah, right? Like you're training both at one time. Leave it alone. No, we're not visiting right now. I know. Sometimes you just wish you could just have the caution signs around you. Even with your vest clearly identified as do not pet me. People don't care. All they see is the dog and they just still will come in. God love you. But please leave our service dogs alone. It's a constant challenge our handlers have to face. Think about just for them to go out and grab some groceries and go out to dinner. They could be interrupted 15 times by people. Like that's not fair either. So let them be, let the dog do its job. And you got to be like me, man. And you got to be like, fist pump me when you walk by that service dog. And you hear me say, pretend like the dog's not there and keep walking. When you do that, you just will be like high-fiving or fist pumping. You go. Like that's what we really, really need to do when we see a service dog. Look, if I can do it, you can do it. So there is the challenge. Leave them alone. Jennifer writes, another Jennifer. We have three Jennifers joining today. Thank you for your ideas on this important topic. Off topic. How often do you do live puppy evaluations 
how do I find out about your next one? So Jennifer, are you one of my breeders in my mentorship group? We do have a class and we will be setting up and at the seminar, we do live puppy evaluations with puppies. You're there and I'm pointing things out and showing you what that puppy is really saying and what this really means. We do have a five course class. It's 10 hours total. It's self-paced. You can go through it. I don't know if you've done that yet, but we will be moving toward getting another one scheduled as well, getting some other videos up, some different puppies and really hammer through what they're telling us because it's so incredibly powerful to be able to read and interpret what a young puppy is telling us. It's, it means all the difference in the world of, and giving them a voice in their placement. So, All right. Any last questions? I talk fast. We got done fast. All right, you guys. I'm Jeanette with 40 Kennels and Healing Hearts and Badass Breeder. We are healing hearts and changing lives through the power of a dog. And I am taking breeders with us, truly changing breeding from bad to badass, truly honoring our puppies, truly giving them a voice and a placement. I am here to help you communicate with your dog as well. So you have this lifelong relationship with your dog that you've always desired, that you've always wanted and one that you need. Bye, everybody. Have a great weekend.